0: Child to deliver, taken with the blood and vine is the first little angel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hot on the Presses. I'm Megan. I'm Sophie. And we're both sexy and like music. <laughs> so that's, all, that's really all you need to know.
1: <laughs> it took two seconds to drop the sexy line. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. they have
0: to know what they're getting into. They
1: literally have to yeah. know. So, You're missing things, the fact that this is radio. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, this is, I mean, that's the draw of podcasting. You can say whatever the hell you want. And
1: you can imagine how sexy the people on the other end of the yeah, thing are yeah. without actually having your fears confirmed or denied.
0: I can be whatever you want. <laughs>
1: (laughs) I'm not going to scream into the microphone anymore. No promises, but I'm not going to do it. No promises. I
0: can lower you in post.
1: You better not. (laughs) If your ears are getting shredded, (laughs) theirs better be.
0: It's it's a trauma bond. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm
0: going to put you, uh, I'm going to filter it so it sounds like you're underwater. Please. The entire time.
1: So that way they won't know if you put my head in a fish tank while we're recording. It's like Adult Swim Fish Center. Oh. Oh my God.
0: Dude, Adult Swim? swimming in the fish tank exactly that's That's why they call it that probably i don't know crazy (laughs) it's so clever you can't
1: say that word on the radio the fuck word (laughs) (laughs) i just did a i just did an hour hour long radio broadcast and i wasn't allowed to say swear words at all and it made me want to die so here we are fuck um anyway i think everyone in all of the bands that we're going to cover today would be very mad at us for discover for discussing their music in the same breath that we talk about perhaps sexual acts with joe biden
0: he did not have sexual relations with that woman wrong white man they're all the same (laughs) sorry to any white man viewers
1: bless up sorry to uh to to brit daniels of the band spoon (laughs) (laughs) Um, loser <laughs> clown um
0: <laughs> so speaking
1: of I'm going
0: to start simple. insulting
1: him and then say his record was good um Brit you're a fucking clown but you you made a good album
0: He did make a good album. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised cuz I listened to um one of their other albums I think it's just called ga ga ga, 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 ga. Uh, Yes,
1: ga, ga 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 Yes. Yes, um, their classic record ga 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 ga.
0: In like must have been, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And I was like, this is mediocre. And then I never touched it again.
1: So, spoon... Okay, so, (laughs) something you have to understand about me is that the foundation of my music taste Uh is built on, first, the FIFA soundtrack, which I didn't... I've never played FIFA in my entire life, not (laughs) once. But I learned that I think gorillas were on the FIFA soundtrack at okay. one point and there were like a bunch of other bands okay. that I was like just tangentially into yeah. so I was like these guys probably know what's up so yeah. I went through the entire fucking FIFA soundtrack and I listened to the whole thing and guess what it's good okay it's good I believe me it's actually good uh-huh. there's like good bands on there
0: that's like a, the Twilight soundtrack for me because it has grizzly bear and And also muse on it and i was like supermassive black hole yeah i was like i found supermassive black hole and also grizzly bear like around that time and i i've to this day never seen any twilight movies
1: (laughs) no me neither actually but i know that supermassive black hole is in that movie because i've seen the baseball scene (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly the iconic scene um yeah, so the the other foundation of my music taste at that time was in middle school. I learned about Coachella. I learned about it for the first time. Okay. And you're from California. Yeah. I'm from Connecticut. Okay. There was no chance I was ever going to get to Coachella ever yes. in my life. So I decided what I was going to do was I was going to copy-paste the list of bands from Coachella 2015. And I was going to listen to all of them. I didn't make it through. But I did get to Spoon. And there you at the go. time... I was really into, like, this was, like, 2015, 2016. So what was on the radio around then? Like, what was on, like, alternative radio in, like, 2015, 2016? That was, oh my like, God. the peak of, like, Walk the Moon. Yeah. And.
0: uh Like, Pray, not Pray for the Wicked, uh, uh, the Panic the Disco one with him smoking on the black and white.
1: Yeah, sure. Like, all that kind of stuff. And um the thing that I'm specifically thinking, uh, the wombats. I was really into the wombats. So oh, okay. So at, the, at that time, Spoon, to me, hot thoughts had just come out mm-hmm. spoon sounded to me like classic rock <laughs> and i was like fuck that i yeah. don't want any of that in my life at uh-huh. all i hate classic rock i'm not my dad mm-hmm. and then um about five years later i got spoon recommended to me again by my friend's dad <laughs> uh and it was Self-fulfilling it was fulfilling prophecy it was ga ga ga, ga, ga mm-hmm. and it was uh transference which is their weird ass album that they followed up gah with um that's like it's fucked up they like it's it's like very minor key and very like almost like glitched out like it's it's, it doesn't sound right like it sounds like unhealthy okay um but i totally dig both of those i still don't really like hot thoughts but those two are the ones that i have experience with and Mm -hmm. spoon for years for me were like ew classic rock that's that's very (laughs) disgusting
0: For me, I went into this expecting it to be heavily mediocre. I was like, I'm expecting to feel nothing about this, Mm -hmm. just it's going to pass me by. Mm -hmm. And I was very pleasantly surprised by the fact that I didn't feel that way. Um, I actually got quite a bit out of it. Yeah, I've been Um, spinning this a lot. I I haven't super gone back to it just because I've been listening to an ungodly amount of music lately, Mm -hmm. and it's just been like, I'm waiting for it to like, whenever I listen to a new album, I add the... The songs that i really like off of it and then i wait for them to hit again yeah so i'm waiting for that hit to happen uh-huh. for it to sink back in um i thought that there was that one like section of astral jacket um on the radio and satellite mm-hmm. with lucifer in the sofa or on in on the sofa i thought that that, that is, was a that is really strong of, section
1: that is the name of the album we're talking about sorry yes i not say that we were listening to um Spoon's 2022 album, uh,
0: Lucifer on the Sofa.
1: Yes, I forgot the name of the album in the five seconds between when you said it and then when I had to
0: say it. Henceforth, every album that we're talking about has been from 2022. Yes. Just- for the for the context yes um but i was i was a little annoyed though because i thought that astral jacket and satellite were really nice pairing together Mm -hmm. and then the flow into lucifer on the sofa like it goes from like spacey satellite to more loungy lucifer alliteration that was good that was good um and there's that one track on the radio like in the middle of it and that one is kind of like so i was like you could have had a really strong ending
1: i really like on the radio and i also really liked lucifer on the sofa so i was okay with that i think it's two pairs like i get what you're saying about like the pacing getting like bucked from between those two pairs Mm -hmm. but i think they go down nicely as like astral jacket and satellite as one pair and um uh on the radio and lucifer on the sofa as the other pair especially because it goes from lyrically talking about being on the radio to listening to all your old records yeah i thought that was a fun that is cool yeah I had actually followed the press cycle for this album pretty closely mm-hmm. um, because I didn't like Hot Thoughts, but then I subsequently got into their older stuff. Yeah. And then the hardest cut, um, the single for this album sounded much closer to Gaga Ga, Ga than a lot of stuff they've done since. I think I even said in my notes, like, this is, I think, their strongest thing since Gaga Ga. Ga, Ga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I had followed the press cycle for this album and it basically delivered kind of exactly what I was expecting. Bluesier than usual, but like, just just solid spoon get called like the most consistent band in showbiz because mm-hmm. like i don't know if that many people consider them like an excellent above and beyond like yeah. explodingly amazing band but like every three or four years they're like hey we're putting out a new album and then they put it out and it's like wow that's pretty good spoon good job
0: you did it again <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> three or four years later it just they come yeah. back around so yeah no i think they uh they upheld their legacy with this one yeah that was the uh they're 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 continuing there. they will never not be consistent yeah
0: i thought that the drum play was nice too mm-hmm. um there were some fun tempos going on um i thought that the the first couple tracks i wasn't super sold on because i was like this just sounds like you said it sounds like gaga gaga ga. mm-hmm. and i was like i i think that the more bluesy part of it is what made this one more intriguing to me yeah because the other one just was like this is alternative <laughs> I was like this is that's all that is um so the first two tracks I was like this is spoon okay and then wild had a nice drum pattern where I was like okay and then my babe was like very passionate and mm-hmm. it had like that same kind of there's like a nice like drum and guitar interplay and it had that really fun like high strumming in the background and I was like this is cool okay so here I'm we in. go i actually
1: didn't like my babe <gasps> my babe was the one that i i wrote i wrote down like what my favorites and what my least favorites were mm-hmm. and my babe was the only one i put in least favorites mm-hmm. i think it's just because i don't like springsteen <laughs> and it really sounds
0: like springsteen <laughs> you know what's so funny is i just listened to my first springsteen album and i loved oh, it so there you go <laughs> i i
1: i can obviously I have a lot of respect for springsteen just because like he is a legend he originated he's everything. the bruce he's, so, he's the boss he's so iconic yeah. in so many ways um except when he's getting a DUI on Super Bowl Sunday because he was set up or something I forget what exactly happened last year but it was really funny um a spoon would never a
0: spoon would never
1: <laughs> yeah no I, literally what I wrote down is my babe kind of sucks I don't like Bruce Springsteen <laughs> <laughs> um what did you think of the devil in Mr. Jones
0: I thought that that one was good but honestly all it made me think about was um uh, Smith and Jones forever off of, uh, I mean, not purple mountains. Sorry. American water by silver Jews. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, all I'm thinking about is that title, like Mm -hmm. the similarity in the titles. And I just kept wanting to hear David Berman. That is RIP the legend. So
1: valid. I miss him every day. I told you, I saw, I think I told you, Yeah, you
0: saw him like in the city. It wasn't,
1: I don't think it was him, but I saw a guy like two or three days before he died. Yeah. That like, I'm in Savannah. We were in Savannah, Georgia, SCAD radio, more than music. Um, (laughs) And I saw a guy, and I almost stopped him, like, hey, are you David Berman? But I didn't. I didn't stop him, and then two days later, he died. Yeah. And I know that doesn't mean anything, because it wasn't him. You just have
0: this ephemeral connection with with David Berman, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I like that track enough, but the whole time I was just like, Smith and Jones, (laughs) forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) David, are you here? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I, I really like that one. That was one of my favorites. I thought um, the way they kept bringing in like that Mr. Down. like the <laughs> yeah, hook, that one was fun. They kept bringing that hook in like when I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. And I thought the beat and the drum pattern and the guitar, like kind of chucking guitar sounded like Arctic Monkeys circa. Um, you can do it. What's the album with the... the the one that Florescent adolescent is from, with the house favorite worst the nightmare. Favorite worst nightmare. There yes, you thank go. you. Yeah, that one it sounded like a favorite worst nightmare era Arctic Monkeys yeah. to me, and I was like, "Wow, Spooner old, Spooner old," and they're doing this sound that nobody has done for. These like... are
0: fun old men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These old guys are hip. These old guys are hip with the jive.
0: Um... Hip with the jive. Yes. She says.
1: <laughs> I, I did say that. I'm kind of regretting it um i also really liked why wi- you said wild i also really liked wild mm-hmm. i think the use of piano on this album is really good mm-hmm. and that is something spoon do pretty fun yeah. a lot of the time but i really liked the way that they like did dueling piano guitar lines a lot of the time i thought that was fun blues rock isn't dead
0: yeah so i guess if you are a listener and you like if you are like me and you like nice drums um or if you're into bruce springsteen
1: <laughs> <laughs> or or favorite worst nightmare well, or i think monkeys i think wild uh, not wild my babe was the only thing that really sounded
0: Hey, yeah, Springsteen. yeah honestly record, it's but... a it's just a solid alt record um a lot of fun honestly um there there wasn't really any moment in it where i was like i'm so bored stop it yeah um so i think that anybody who listens to it will come out with something it's quick you know yeah, like it's yeah. not
1: it's it's very digestible it's yeah, uh, that's actually sure. something else i wrote down is that it's super super accessible they have um mm-hmm. they have they're kind of committed to like being really accessible hot thoughts too was mm-hmm. like that um you can really hop in here. like this could be your first spoon album and you'd get what you you need to get yeah. out of it before we move on to our next record mm-hmm. i actually did want to mention the opener held
0: oh okay. um,
1: which is a bill callahan cover which i didn't realize until oh, like, okay. i i was looking it up afterwards to like
0: do you research you know, do your due diligence <laughs> um
1: but yeah no that is a that is a bill callahan cover and i think i like it better than the original interesting. i interesting bill callahan is like i know people consider him kind of an acquired taste just because of his voice mm-hmm. um but I haven't acquired the taste yet. <laughs> so I, think, uh, I think... you know
0: what? That's okay. Yeah. I think I... This think is I, a safe space.
1: <laughs> I'm also not um, old and stinky enough to have listened to Smog when they were a thing. Yeah. Sorry. Um, You're not old
0: and stinky like Spoon, man. No, I'm not <laughs> old and stinky like Spoon. Who wanted to cover him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, have
0: anything else i wanted
1: to say uh, on the radio made me think of the joe jackson song on the radio and i like that song so i like on the radio
0: on the radio also made me think of uh, god is on the radio by queens of stone age also a good song and it just made me want to oh. listen to that one instead
1: <laughs> rest in peace again.
0: i know uh
1: that news came out just yesterday big for loss those, for those yeah listeners. that is so sad
0: he was uh one of the guitarists and vocalists and i believe keyboardists for queens of stone age yes, worked man. on all of their best records Big loss. Big loss. Very Big sad. One. So R. I. P. to him, and also David Berman, who apparently we owe a lot to both of us. And
1: Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Who's not dead yet, but he's getting there. He's he's getting up.
0: <laughs> are we all getting there? <laughs> Every the time the day? I look
1: at him, I'm like, man, you are just old now.
0: <laughs> he's, pretty soon he's gonna be like that one picture of uh, Prince Philip, where he's sitting in the back of the car, oh God. and he looks like
1: he's, he's, a, he's decomposing a already. <laughs> Do
0: you think that the Queen is dead?
1: No, I don't think she is, especially because they announced she has COVID now.
0: But I, don't you think that might be a cover-up?
1: No, she was like, she was in public. She was walking with a cane. She wasn't mm, looking so good, but she she's alive. Mm, they they that's gave unfortunate. her they gave her a fresh transplant of like orphan's blood. Yeah, and she's doing fine yeah. now.
0: She got a new person's head transplanted onto her. Like, oh she's my fine. lord! It's like
1: have you? It's like out of Jimmy's head. That's a that's I've a deep cut that. reference. It was this. Uh, cartoon network show for the from that second where they wanted to do uh-huh. live action where the g- kid got hit by a train at disney parks okay and the only way to save him was to transplant the frozen head of walt disney into his body
0: that is that exists that was greenlit
1: yep and uh it's a live action sitcom it's kind of like ned's declassified but he has <gasps> cartoons in his brain and they like pop out and talk to him oh my sometimes. god
0: it's like lizzie McGuire. <laughs> It's yeah it's like okay. lizzie mcguire
1: but like really bad okay um but that's what they did to the that's queen. so sad I it had I was... so
0: much potential. <laughs> no, it <laughs> fucking didn't. It definitely did. Maybe he just becomes super racist because now he's Walt Disney. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like... <laughs> Sorry if that's a hot
1: take. (laughs) He's minstrel ass (laughs) character popping out of his. He's like he's
0: like. Does anybody have "Song of the South" on it? Oh my god!
1: (laughs) That was live action, so it wouldn't happen. But um, that's so bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Um, black dresses. Forget your own face.
1: I liked this one generally.
0: I um, it gave me a migraine. Oh. Um. So are you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> are you one for this kind of like wacky experimental yes industrial okay which is
0: the thing is i was like why does this not hit for me um i the the thing that i wrote for it was the greatest crime of this album is being unremarkable despite its exceptionally brash style oh just
1: pitchfork in this thing. yeah just
0: i don't know why i felt so strongly against it um And the funniest thing is, is I wrote for least favorite tracks, none of them stick out.
1: God damn. Uh, No, I was really into this one. I am am a pretty big Black Dresses fan. Okay. Um, This was my
0: first Black Dresses album.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm gay and transgender, so their music is very directly about things I care about a lot of the time. Uh, I love Debbie McCallion's voice Mm -hmm. so much. Every single... She she guested on a bunch of tracks by um, Backwash, the industrial canadian rapper Mm -hmm. backwash last year that i really loved and i think she's been like doing vocal work since then because like her her appeal on some of the earlier black dresses records is the way she would kind of sway (laughs) out of making any sense but she kind of like this project it felt like she had more of a handle on that than Mm -hmm. on past ones um yeah no i i i dug this one uh their last album forever in your heart was not my favorite project of theirs because it was really really dour like it was just so like poundingly grim Mm -hmm. and i think one of black dress's strength is like how accessible they are despite how like much it feels like when i listen to them they are beating the shit out of me Mm -hmm. um and i thought this record was nice to like hear them having fun again like on a lot of their older tracks they just kind of like they just like write out one progression mm-hmm. like they they've they've got an idea they stick with it to the end of the track this one is so fucking all over the place like as soon as yeah you're halfway through a track it pivots into something completely different maybe they'll like keep a vocal riff but like you are listening to a totally different mm-hmm. groove um and i i like that i thought it kept my attention pretty much the whole way through i, I really like this one yeah i, I don't
0: get... know maybe i'll have to re-listen to it i did have a couple tracks that i did like surprisingly for how much i shit on it mm-hmm. um I liked Money Makes You Crazy, and I like Gay, Ugly, and Hard to Understand. Gay, Ugly, and Hard
1: to Understand was really good. Yeah. Uh, my favorites were um, uh, Earthworm, which I described as fucked up fax machine video game music, which I really liked. That was the one <laughs> I, I do. Think,
0: I do agree with that.
1: That's the one that like a third of the way through, it started like getting chopped. Mm-hmm. Like there would be like, it would be like cut into like seconds of silence yeah. between the the, the notes uh and i was like hence the migraine it it was like a (laughs) auditory strobe effect i was like this is so fucked up i love this um i also really liked um doom spiral Mm -hmm. which um we listened to a lot of beach house this week yes we did um this felt like hyper pop beach house
0: Uh, yeah i I would agree with that i was 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 like why am i listening to like dream pop on this (laughs) i i was
1: into it um and then i also really liked um I think that's supposed to be like the emote face, you underscore you. I'm not sure how I would say that. And the line I wrote down was, You got a record deal, but you're still so fucking ugly. And I have
0: not stopped. That was really funny. I I think that there's more to love about this record than I give it credit for. Um, But it was just like, I came out of it for context. I listened to this directly after I finished Big Thief.
1: Oh yeah, that's not gonna do it. Yeah,
0: and I was like, I, I had just gotten out of the, uh, so my my uh, progression for the morning was I did our, our radio meeting, mm-hmm. I listened to Big Thief again for the second time, I listened to this <laughs> album, I got a migraine and then I did homework. So I was just, I was just bitter about the migraine. <laughs> so I think, I think the Black
1: dresses <laughs> is, is like a strong debuff to homework productivity. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I was like, fuck this album, it fuck me over for the Friday.
1: Oh, that's really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just really liked the the balance between accessible and challenging that this one was. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nice to hear them having fun. And uh, I also really like the, the... There was like... On this album, it felt like there was more of a purposeful and intentional parallel of like their girly pop side mm-hmm. and their like we are going to kill you sound fucked up side yeah. where like on other projects, like um, my favorite project for them, peaceful as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they've like smashed, they just smashed those together in a blender and like are doing both at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were like passages of each on this one, mm-hmm. which isn't like a, an approach they've tried before, but yeah. I, I dug it. I thought it was really cool. Well,
0: who would you recommend this to?
1: Um, McDonald's Sprite Drinkers. Good. Yeah. Um, this is for fans of hmm. 100 gex I'd say mm. Ah, mm.
0: I think that people who like 100 gex and want more noise if, yeah <laughs> they're like gex is too fun <laughs> I need something that I w- like, would kill somebody too
1: you know that meme that's like 100 gex fans when they hear a squirrel fall into a wood chipper and then it's like Elmo dancing or whatever yeah. so like that but actually yes <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> like literal
1: if you like 100 gex, but you also like 9-inch um, nails, or you also like um, clipping. If you like clipping, Ooh, yeah, you, would probably, a good one. you would probably... If you like 100 gex and clipping, this would be a fun midpoint between those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you
0: have very disparate taste in that regard, like you love electronic and you also love hard rock, and you're like, nothing will ever bridge the gap, this is your bridge.
1: Um, also... Uh, this is going to be kind of a bold take. Oh. If you liked the new Halsey album.
0: Okay. Um, I haven't listened.
1: It is... I thought it was okay. I uh, Nine Inch Nails produced it, and there's a couple songs on there that just really sound like Nine Inch Nails, which I was into. And Halsey genuinely does have a good voice that is suited for doing that kind of thing, so I liked it. But if you liked that album, and you were like, I want to hear this, but like... You're fucking wringing it out like a washcloth like you've, you've you've got it in your hands and you're like twisting it until it breaks Uh-huh. That's this.
0: I agree with that And so our next
1: oh actually also the album Ooh. cover rules
0: the album cover is very cool
1: The album cover is really cool, and I'm glad um Because black dresses broke up like mm. two years ago and on their last project forever in your heart. They were like um, Yep, we're no longer a band. Unfortunately. We've decided to continue releasing music <laughs> <laughs> um so it wasn't clear if Forever in your And then they like they're like dead on so they don't talk on social media because like mm-hmm. there was like a lot of harassment towards them, which is why they like broke up to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't clear if Forever in Your Heart was gonna be like their last thing or if they had recorded that before they broke up and mm-hmm. were dropping it. But now they have another album. So I, guess so, yeah. I think they're just fine. And yeah. I am glad to have them back.
0: So the next album, uh Gay Agenda by Shamir.
1: Uh it, heterosexuality by Shamir. Oops. Agenda is the single.
0: I wrote that down wrong. My bad.
1: Um, what what did you think of this one?
0: Um so contrary to popular belief, I am straight. Um
1: No, no, you're not. <laughs> I I she's she's our token straight, yeah. and I I am homophobic to her every yeah. single
0: time. <laughs> you scared the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> I said <laughs> we had just like locked up to the meeting
1: or something. And Megan was like or someone was like, oh, we accidentally excluded Megan from, like, yeah. XYZ activity. I said, oh, it's because she's gay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All of yeah. the- No, you said I wasn't allowed to come to the in-person <laughs> meeting because I was gay and I smelled bad. <laughs> Neither
1: of which is true. Neither of thank which you. is true. But thank you. But I sure just, I smell like, nice. I, you smell fucking, like, A1. Oh, thank I you. I just love... I, I, the idea of being homophobic to straight people is so yeah. funny to me.
0: So that was funny. And then uh, one of the new volunteers was like, looked genuinely concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so he DMs me on Discord. He goes, I'm so sorry for being homophobic to you. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, fam. I promise I don't take it personally. <laughs>
1: uh, no, you should. You should okay. take it personally.
0: Actually, I opened my my comments on this album with, as a token, straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a token,
1: straight you like actually spontaneously combusted upon listening to this. It was forbidden for me. I
0: actually, I was like, I listened to it and I was like, I feel like I'm intruding on something, and I feel like I am intruding on something even more because I have strong feelings on it. Yeah, and I almost feel like I'm, I shouldn't. Um,
1: I, I think it's cool. I also have strong feelings on it, so I'm giving you permission to air your strong feelings. Thank you. As the, the token game
0: is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We have a good balance. Yeah. Um, so I thought that. The album had some nice highs um, where the lyricism was really soft and sweet, and I liked the instrumentals. Um, but some of them that were really direct statements, I thought were super like ham-fisted.
1: 100% agree. Yeah. Yep.
0: Like, especially on the song Cisgender, yep. yeah, I yeah, yeah, hated that song. I didn't like that song either. Because I was like, it's sacrificing any tempo and rhythm in like the chorus for the sake of saying something. Yeah. Um, And I was like, okay, I get it. I get what you're saying, and I understand why you're saying it. But you can, there's a difference between like like directness and honesty and bad writing. Yeah. So have you listened to Shamir before? No.
1: Okay. So this is Shamir's like sixth album, I think, which is kind of crazy because he still feels like he's so like finding his wings because his first record was called Ratchet. And it was like this sort of, the song uh, Abomination on this Mm -hmm. album was kind of close to what that sounded like. It was a lot more like goofy rap with like sort of like... Cheap, but like in a fun way yeah. sounding like disco house beats. Mm-hmm. Um And after releasing that, he had like a mental breakdown and he like wanted to get as far away from that sound as possible. And okay. He's been releasing these like singer songwriter, self-releasing these like singer songwriter, very like personal and intimate records for the last few years. And I think he's almost refusing to play to his strengths on principle. Yeah. He's like, I have to duck categorization. I have to be stylistically evasive so that I don't get pigeonholed and like marketable or anything like mm-hmm. that. But like you have strengths. Yeah. You have like songwriting acumen and seriously a one of a kind voice. I've never heard anyone's yeah, voice that voice sounds like this. Yeah, his voice is super unique. Um, But like... Okay, so I I thought the ending of this record was really, really strong. Like, the last three tracks, um, that's Marriage, Reproductive, and nu- Nuclear. Um, I loved all three of those. I thought they were really good. Um, but you're right about cisgender, that, like, the emotion here is, like, raw and, like, valid. And, like, I totally respect having to get that emotion out there. Mm-hmm. But... It's so melodramatic. It's like, it, yeah. I feel like I'm getting hit with a brick. Yeah. Um, It, like it, it, not that anything ever needs to be subtle. Like, not that anything, especially yeah, exactly. in this vein. Like, it never needs to be subtle, but this is, like, unsubtle to the point of artlessness. Yeah. You're shrieking like a fucking Muppet, my man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is similar to how I felt about a couple of the cuts off the new Black Country New Road album, where I was like, "I really respect that you're being this honest, and I respect you putting yourself out there. I just don't, I don't want to hear this much because mm-hmm. I feel like you are sacrificing too much putting this in here. Yeah, like for the music and also of yourself. Like, be careful. You Have know? some privacy. Yeah, and uh, it's funny that you say that you really liked the ending. Because my favorite tracks were, like, little, like, pokes of light through a tree. Like, mm-hmm. they were very few and far between. Um, I liked Abomination, Father, and Reproductive. Everything else I was either neutral on or didn't like. Um
1: Reproductive is... That one's just kind of pretty, right? I'm trying yeah, to it. it was yeah. very pretty.
0: And that was when I was like, I want to hear more of this. And Abomination just was a lot of fun.
1: I didn't like Abomination at oh, all. Oh, really? I thought that one was annoying. Um,
0: Maybe I just was happy to hear him having fun after the first two.
1: I, I it, He was being goofier. I think I've not been talking to the microphone. I'm so sorry if you're no, going to go back and edit this and want to kill me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought... For abomination for one thing like i thought this was the sound you were trying to get away from like i thought this was what you did not want to yeah. be associated with anymore a, a lot of the metaphors were like so goofy that they just didn't they were land very for me. very
0: goofy i almost had to look at it as a, like a comedy song
1: there so his biggest song is this song called on the regular mm-hmm. and it was it was on a spotify ad which is why you might have heard of it okay um and it is. It is much like this. It is like a okay. dancey song with like comedic rap lyrics mm-hmm. about like weed and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And it just reminded me of that, and not in like a good way. You know, like I know it wasn't released as a single, but it almost felt like harkening back to that era for the sake of like, hey, look, guys, I'm still doing this sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked. Reproductive, I did like that. Mm-hmm. I liked um, Nuclear just because I miss Bossa Nova and I hope it comes back with I a couldn't full get into force. that song
0: at all because of the first lyric on the track. Which is what? I will look it up right now. Okay um, it, it was about a microwave <laughs> And I was like homie, huh? He, you just get
1: instantly turned off by crumbs in your bed and microwaves I'm as,
0: super concerned about lyrics like you, it's painful how much i'd care
1: if you if you hear a lyric about comparing a person to a food you will die
0: so he says you can nuke my heart like a microwave <laughs> it might be warm but it can't be made back to its original state i'm quite used to being sad and soggy all the time that is the first I three lyrics that. That's on so- the- <laughs> fucking funny it's so stupid that's
1: so good i heard
0: those in class and i literally i I was grateful for a mask because i was gaping i
1: am i'm 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 with you i'm with him until the soft and soggy (laughs) (laughs) i
0: I was like i was like this is excusable until you say that you're soft and soggy
1: used to being soft and soggy easy penis joke the penis joke writes itself exactly right there exactly
0: um, yeah, so that was a little a little <laughs> much for me. Um, I literally wrote uh I, I wrote literally what the hell are the lyrics on le- on Nuclear Dog? The <laughs> instrumental was good, but I tuned out from the first lyric. Yeah, I
1: I am a very sound over lyrics person,
0: which is this is fun. I think that's a good balance. For yeah, to have. I'm I'm like almost lyric over sound.
1: Yeah. Um, I also liked marriage because if you put a beat like that in anything, I'll probably like it. I'm such a sucker for that like 90s hip hop style beat.
0: Yeah, again, lyrically, marriage felt kind of like cheap to me Mm -hmm. um, because it was like, you want to be with me? I'm married to myself. Self-love. Oh, yeah, baby. And I was like, okay, self love. Say something else. Self <laughs> love. Um, it just it felt kind of especially after the song Father, which I really liked. I um,
1: I thought that one also seemed a bit melodramatic in the same way that cisgender did.
0: I thought that it was melodramatic, but I thought that the I liked it because it was less of like a universal like statement for the world yeah and more of a statement for himself yeah
1: i understand that i liked
0: that and i was like okay i see what you're saying here and i understand it and it's more <clears throat> it's more singular
1: i also did write down about that song that this is like a genuine this is gonna sound like a joke but this is a genuine point that's like a very good application of like saying fuck in a song yeah like the this isn't like a s- unexplicit like there are swear words like peppered throughout this yeah. album but like and i hate to compare this album to like a bojack horseman but like bojack horseman gets one fuck per season Yeah. and they and insert it matters. It, they insert it right at the point when it would be the most devastating to um like like put the most emotional impact on it and mm-hmm. i think the when you're talking about like um just like my fucking father on yes. father i think that is a sucker punch in the same way like yeah. people talk about how like profanity has like so saturated into the culture that it's lost all its impact but that's stupid this yeah, song I disagree. is proof of that yeah
0: so i thought that that one was strong and then following that up i think almost immediately with marriage i was like oh, okay um i wish that we had stayed with those statements um and now we're back to universality mm-hmm. and like more i guess platitudes
1: i i see them less as platitudes just like knowing what he's been through um as someone who's followed him for a while he i'm not gonna get too too into it just because i don't know all the specifics but it's uh he spent some time in and out of um, mental hospitals Mm -hmm. and like psychiatric care um he learned he has he has he has bipolar Mm -hmm. um and he has yeah he's talked a lot about like taking care of yourself is very difficult when you have like, you're sometimes so uninvested in your own okay, health. Okay, that makes um, sense then. And it, it, it does, uh, that like, that background context does, like, um... It helps. Yeah. Uh, he had a previous album called, um, this is gonna sound stupid, but it's called Be the Ye, Here Comes the Haw. Okay. Because, it, like, that was when, um, Mitski and Mac DeMarco both had their own cowboy theme projects coming mm-hmm. out, so he was, like, spoofing that. But it that album was a- about a lot of, like, failing to take care of yourself yeah. and being so in the ground about things that I, I feel like a song like marriage is just, it's just nice to hear them on an upswing it's, yeah. it feels genuine to me that
0: makes sense with the context because without it it feels sort of like the really marketable like self-love pop
1: which is interesting given you're right like how much of this album is so like broad statement melodramatic personal
0: yeah so that was how i felt about that one um
1: uh i also like gay agenda i just heard that one as a single and was into it um, I, I was liked, not
0: as big of a fan of that one. I liked
1: the chorus. I thought it had a nice chorus. I thought the production was really nice. Oh, I want to talk about the production on this record because oh, okay. I thought it was really weird. Um, I But before that, I also liked Caught Up, which is nothing revolutionary, but I really like the hook. I okay. thought it was really catchy. Um, uh, so this song was produced by, I was surprised I'd heard of the producer because Shamir is kind of like very self, he's very, I think he produces a lot of records himself a lot of the time, but this is produced by one of the guys from the band Strange Ranger, Okay. Um, who are like this weirdo psych rock band that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not very good, is it? it? No. It is. Yeah. So.
0: It felt uh, kind of flat. It's tinny.
1: It's like weirdly mm-hmm. tinny, but that's like a choice, right? Like yeah. it's not, you wouldn't do that unintentionally. You would hear that. Yeah. Um, it's like, it sounds really cheap and doesn't suit the style un- until on something like Caught Up, I feel he's more writing for that production style. Mm-hmm. That that song works because you're matching like the, the tone of your song and the instrumentation you're choosing to the production you're you're using. Which like, yeah, that's what production is for. But it it feels like in order to try and unify the record, he produced or he had songs produced in a way... Where they all are produced similarly so the sound is very unified as a whole but like i care less about that than the the song sounding good you know yeah. like it's not yes they all have the same sound but the same sound doesn't necessarily suit every single track on this because the stylistic variation is so wide
0: yeah no i agree um, um and i it was kind of funny because you don't really i feel like you sometimes you don't even notice production that much if you are listening to a full album because you're like this is just how this album sounds mm-hmm. but i went from listening to that to immediately listening to bon Vare and i was like yeah. oh my god <laughs> I, i'm
1: not a bon Vare fan but the your production all the bon Vare records are so good yeah I, I just
0: went to it and i was like this is balanced it feels soulful and then i went back and listen to like another one of these songs, and I was like. Why
1: are you in a can?
0: What? Why yeah, are you inside
1: yeah. of a tomato can? It's
0: like it's like this heat recording in a meat locker, but he's just recording <laughs> in like a tomato soup can he <laughs> hollowed out like a little mouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's an imagery. That's really good.
1: A very small Shamir <laughs> yeah. dressed like the album cover with the horns just sitting inside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's a little forest little forest animal.
1: Yeah. Um I appreciate I guess my final thing about this record is that I really appreciate like his all-consuming musical diet and like his willingness to try all these different things and sounds but like you you have to know where your strengths are like you you have to know what you're good at and i I, like you can you can do any of these things in the studio but like when it comes time to produce a project and release it like you have to know what you're good at or you're not going to make a consistent thing yeah
0: all right so next up we have alt j the dream
1: this is I have mixed emotions about this one. Okay,
0: are you, I I also have mixed emotions on this one. Are you an alt J enjoyer, Megan? Um, I, no, I h- actually hate their early output. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, I I went back and I listened to them and I was like, oh, it's this guy. Um, Oh,
1: you you had forgotten? Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Because that was like in the they released like what their their album with like the it's like the Fire Opal cover. Um, That is
1: an awesome wave. Um, 2012. That's 2012. Are Mm -hmm. you shitting me? Yeah. God, I'm. So I was like,
0: I was like, okay, I definitely that record's ten years old. Yeah. I'm gonna shit my pants (laughs) and die right here in the (laughs) studio. So I was like, I was like, oh, it's it's this one. I, I think I've heard a couple songs off of this, so I listened to Fitz Pleasure and Breeze Blocks, and I was like, Slappers. "Why is he sounding like that? Slappers. Why does he sound like that? I don't know. Why is he doing the stupid indie I don't voice? Know. It's so. And good. why? 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 Like all of it was just in your smile, Yeah. In your pleasure,
1: like... in your he
0: wishes so bad he was born in like the Bahamas, <laughs> like or Jamaica. He's trying <laughs> so hard. He's he's like I want. I need exotics, and so then when I listened to. The dream, I was like, oh my God, he's speaking normally. <laughs> Thank Christ. I was so happy. I was like, I don't know if I can make it through what was this like 45 minutes of that voice. Mm-hmm. I was a little, um, also, I, I know that a big thing with Alt J is that they tend to just like kind of loop the voice and like do a lot of like harmony. Yeah, they
1: do like, yeah, um, like a, a loop pedal. Like yeah,
0: yeah. That. And I, I liked, um, I felt like this album, from what I have heard of their early output, was much more minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that a lot because I'm a fan of really cold production styles. Mm-hmm. Like um, Love What Survives by Mount Kimby is one of my yep, favorite albums. And that album sounds like yeah, winter.
1: I can, I can hear that mm-hmm. in this.
0: It sounds, it has that cold feeling to it, which did is like, hard to find.
1: Did you like Philadelphia?
0: um i liked that song until there was the weird opera lady sample. i loved that i hated that i loved that i was like why is she here so
1: okay so confession time i don't know if you know this about me okay alt j was my first real concert i had you loved... went and saw
0: bahama man i did
1: i did so <laughs> quick aside but they're not great live because you can't do that voice for two and a half hours of a set and by the time he got to Breeze Blocks, which was the encore, yeah. he couldn't do it anymore. He was just singing normally.
0: <laughs> so, did, so you got to hear the dream early.
1: <laughs> I guess I did. I guess I did. He also forgot the words to Breeze Blocks. That's so funny. He was like singing it and he fucked it. He like said the second verse and the first verse and he said, those aren't the words. And his British <laughs> voice, it was really funny. It was really funny. Fantagram opened for them and they fucking killed it. Okay. Fantagram was way better.
0: Stole the, stole the
1: show? Stole the show. Mm hmm. Um, so my first bullet point on uh on the dream is okay phew, it's good thank God <laughs> yeah because alt J this is their fourth record they have an awesome wave they have which is in my book that's a classic that's like a foundational record for me I love that mm-hmm. album um I love Fitz Pleasure which is like it's so funny that you hate that song so much because yeah. I I fucking love that song they have this is all yours which is like kind of the first album too. Mm-hmm. but like quieter generally yeah i think did relaxer which is one of the most embarrassing albums i've ever heard okay put to yeah record. i've heard a
0: lot that one has a mythos
1: it's fucking bad the singles were like good and sounded mm-hmm. like their past and i was like oh i'm excited for this and then they covered the house of the rising sun Ooh. and if you can imagine the house of the rising sun sung <laughs>
0: can you please in... imitate it for me
1: there is a house <laughs> in orleans <laughs>
0: spitting spitting oh shit <laughs> When is your first concert <laughs> uh
1: yeah it was not good that is a really bad album yeah and they're fucking i'm not gonna talk about hit me like that snare on this podcast because that's not what we're talking about but okay. if you want to hear one of the worst songs you've ever heard in your entire life look up hit me like that snare by okay. it is embarrassing um so this record to me It's not doing anything crazy in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, their overall discography, but it is a course correction. It is one they needed so badly. Um, It feels a bit transitional to me. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a major step for them. But, like, there's enough here building on this is all yours that I could see their next project being interesting in a good way. Like, this is a good, this is a nice stepping point for them um they seem they seem comfortable in this yeah
0: i'm happy to hear less of the um the vocal layering um because i think that after having his voice be such a focal point for so long i'm happy to see them paring it down Mm -hmm. and putting more focus on individual like instrumental aspects Mm -hmm. i think that that does a lot um and it makes it a little bit more engaging versus just like the oversaturation that i think was present on their their older stuff Mm -hmm. personally for me um there is a funny little um moment uh like so are you familiar with the world's most unwanted song
1: yes why yes i am so
0: you know the children's part where they go at walmart um i had listened to that song the day before i listened to this album (laughs) and when i listened to hard drive gold and they Fire. had the children. Yes, I was like at Walmart. Like, <laughs> that was all I could hear, so and funny. I'm not gonna lie. It ruined the song for me. No, I like the song enough, but I, <laughs> okay. For the lyric about like, I looked up what a neoliberal was. I, is so funny.
1: That song. So, I don't know how much you know about like Alt J's lyrics in mm-hmm. the past, but crypt. That song's about crypto. That song yeah. is straight up about crypto, yeah. and it was fucking inevitable that they would do a song making fun of crypto like that is so that's so directly like up their alley there's like they will do this song okay and i'm so glad they like did it taking the piss out of it because they could have made it really like dark and like i've lost all my money i'm (laughs) wasted by the internet but no instead they're
0: doge took my kids
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's me thinking about them at the end there um but no, the, that, the, don't be afraid to make, to make money, money boy. More. I loved that shit. The, yeah. The, um, I loved, fire! Yeah, that, that was, it, it so was funny.
0: funny. I hate that I, it just was a bad timing for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: also loved, I loved Philadelphia. I think that's their best song since their first album. I am um, so
0: torn about that one. There
1: is a song on, um, This Is All Yours, the second album, called Hunger of the Pine, mm-hmm. which is... Has a very so they don't use samples like super often, but they mm-hmm. are sort of electronic. They always have, yeah, been. they're like adjacent on Hunger of the Pine. There is a very prominent sample of Miley Cyrus saying, I'm a female rebel, and they just like play, like just kind of loop it at random points oh, through the okay. song in the same way that they use the opera singer on this song. Okay, and I think this song like kind of perfected what they were trying to do. That like I like Hunger of the Pine, I think that's a really good song, mm-hmm. but. This is such like a weird use of a sample. It right? is like very strange. Anchoring a song around a sample of something like so completely different. Yeah. Um. I thought that was really fun, and I I thought like, what what opera does someone sing the
0: word Philadelphia? I have no idea, in? But I love the thing is is that I loved the instrumental on in that song yeah it was, it was so beautiful. good beautiful like it glistened it was super like full um i loved all of the string work on it um strings are a really quick way to get me to just like forgive a lot of sins in a song that's
1: me with xylophone if,
0: that's me with fucking banjo dog <laughs> if i hear a banjo i love a song immediately i am like,
1: excited to tell you to talk about big thief then. yes
0: and uh so i uh i, I liked it um that a lot of it had really nice subtlety that opera lady. I don't know. I'll have to listen to the song again. But I, I, I think
1: you should give it another shot.
0: Yeah, I think I should too. Um, I did like the other location name song, Chicago. Yep, I thought that, that was one good was too. good. Um, my favorite tracks were Happier When You're Gone, the actor in Chicago. Um, <clears throat>
1: I actually didn't write anything down about the actor. I barely remember that one.
0: I liked that one. I it think was, it was a um, single. It was... The, probably the darkest, um, instrumentally, other than the one about someone dying. Yes. Um, I want to talk about that one. I further. don't know why I didn't write that one down, actually, because I did really like that one.
1: I didn't like that one. Really? I was not into Get Better. I didn't like it as a single, and I liked it even less in the context of the album. I it liked it. It sticks out. It um, sticks out a lot.
0: It does, but I, it stuck out to me in a good way. Um, I think because I have been getting into much more minimal music lately. Mm-hmm. So that one kind of just ticked a box for me and hearing it in the context not just of the album but of their larger discography yeah i was like this is growth this is a a branching out this is good it definitely is um but yeah the actor i like i think just growing up near la and hollywood it was a cool like thing to hear about mm-hmm. um i liked the way it told oh, the story oh i do remember that
1: one that was the one he's like on drugs like, yes, he's like, yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's looking for cocaine
0: um yeah. and I, I liked that one um quite cocaine. a bit okay. cocaine yeah. um i thought that the back end of the album like the last few tracks were really weak
1: Yeah, I actually also wrote that
0: down. I didn't like them at all. I remember I watched Fantano's review, and he liked one of the ending tracks a lot, and I was like, why?
1: Cringe fail. (laughs) Mentioning Fantano in the first episode of our podcast is going straight to the bottom of the Spotify charts. We're never coming back from this one. You can... Um, Everyone
0: come and stake stake Matt out my dorm and kill me. (laughs) I
1: watched it too. Don't worry. Yeah. Um,
0: I watched it after I listened to the album for the record.
1: Yeah, no. I... He... He was less sold on it than I was. I thought it was pretty good.
0: He was about the same level of sold as me, um, but he liked very different aspects of it to me.
1: Yeah, he really liked Get Better. I didn't.
0: I liked that one. Um, Lyrically, I liked it. Um, I also liked
1: it lyrically. It is a very solid storytelling.
0: Yeah, and I think that the fact... Once again, this is very much a difference between me and you and what we look for in music Mm -hmm. with the fact that it is a very lyrically centered song and that works really well for me. I like the storytelling a lot and I thought the instrumental was it built well and I thought it supported the story well but I think that the instrumental probably for you was lacking right?
1: not necessarily lacking just repetitive I, I found it grading stretched out to that length okay and I didn't think his vocal delivery treated the lyrics especially well mm. Um, because I, I do really appreciate the storytelling of the song I think it's a really well <laughs> well formatted and well like it's, tra- it's so sad it's yeah. a really tragic tragic song um but I, I don't feel like his vocal delivery sold it that well I'm not saying he should have gone into his nose like yeah. he always does but Can like you
0: imagine on that song it no, with that vocal i
1: can't i mean well what's the song from the first record um there's like an acoustic song on the first album where he kind of does that it's not the best song <laughs> there's a reason i don't remember what yeah, it's called yeah. um but yeah, no, I, I I liked this one, but was not it, it it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good.
0: It was good. Um recommend it to fans of Radiohead. It, yeah, I would probably scratch neat well I mean, if you like Radiohead you might just think that it's like boring because you're waiting for Tom York. <laughs> um but if you A you different are, nose guy if, voice. Yeah, if you're an open minded Radiohead fan, I'll say that. Um and I think that if you are just kind of into alt and you want something that's a little bit moody for this winter season before all of the cold completely leaves, um, this might be good for that. So moving on to our first of the two double albums, um, which is Beach House with Once Twice Melody. Okay, so... I have things to say about this. I have context for Beach House. Go for it. Personal context. Oh, shit. Um, so I had never heard any Beach House songs before 2017 when a fateful encounter happened. Which you was met
1: Beach House.
0: I did not. I went to a Fleet Foxes show at Hollywood Bowl. And for the Megan listeners, Fleet, Foxes, Fleet Foxes is my favorite band ever. And um, I was I, my seats were so close to the front, I sobbed when I got there because I was so excited. Um, and
1: Felt a spit on your face. Oh, for
0: sure. And uh, Beach House were the opener. And what the fuck? That's awesome. It was a loaded show. And they uh, played for so long that they had to retroactively be changed to a co-headliner. <laughs> and I was pissed. Because I was like, I don't... Okay, I had never heard of shoegaze at the time. Yeah. So I was like, they have zero show presence. <laughs> um, she's They're backlit. I can't see her face. Um, they are literally standing in like a five-by-five five square on this massive stage.
1: 17-year-old Megan malding about yeah. Beach House. No,
0: I was like pissed and my me, my mom was there. She's like, what is this horse shit? Um, and uh, some girl in front of me was like obviously there only for Beach House because mm-hmm. she like smoked a ton of weed and then was just like <laughs> vibing her ass off. It was so funny. I was watching her more than I was Beach House. That's so funny. And then she was just so mellow for the rest of Fleet Fox that so she didn't give a fuck. I was like, you were here (laughs) only for the opener and you got what you wanted um and so that was them touring depression cherry so it was very calm um and now i've heard a little bit more beach house and i wish that i had heard them when they were touring bloom um because i think that would have clicked more with me but depression cherry was just so mellow um and this one i was really expecting to hate yeah (laughs) i was like i'm expecting this to be boring to me for other context, I'm very picky with Shoegaze and mm-hmm. with um, Dream Pop, but I actually had a really good time with this one.
1: Yeah, I liked this one. They kicked it up a notch. They, are, they did. Some of these songs chug. Yeah. Some of them go a bit.
0: Yeah, like over and over. Yeah. That song has like a drive.
1: That's, that song is very good.
0: Uh, ESP also has some really, really strong... That was the one song I didn't like. I'm so I good. love that song. That um, I really like the gainy drums.
1: I thought that one had no progression. I thought it just kinda of stuck in one space the whole time.
0: I think that it's just because I'm a I'm a drum whore. I was like, Ooh drum <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> it's cool produced. I liked it i didn't super have any songs that i disliked um the only the only one that i thought was kind of iffy was the song finale because i was like it's not the final yep. song
1: uh, well i didn't i just didn't like that song I yeah think and that album, one was kind of bland i think this album does not end strongly i think the last song which i forget what it's called
0: um modern um, love stories
1: yes i like that song
0: that song's super strong closer the whole half of the front like the all of the rest of disc four yeah
1: is bad. Weak. yeah i didn't like it at all um yeah it, it felt like filler that last it opens bit.
0: really strong yes the yes, opener does. disc is really yes. like the whole thing goes
1: hard. i can 100% agree i yeah. think it starts really really strong and kind of peters out by the end yeah. which is like a double album thing in general. yeah like, yeah but um
0: they just really wanted that four disc format
1: i guess yeah um they hayley williams did this one uh what else did i say about this um so We'll talk more about this when we talk about Big Thief, but I thought it was fun to compare this one to Big Thief as like a double album released in the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Big Thief, I'll talk more about this because I have a lot to say about this concept. But like, that's the sound of a band that had a lane like stretching its limbs and being like, look what else I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, This one is the sound of a band proving that like yeah we are still actually the best at what this we do. particular lane yeah. and we're going to prove it to you by sp- throwing 25 tracks at you and all of them will be at least listenable like yeah. there is no i don't like esp i don't like the last like filler tracks of the album but like they're not i wouldn't skip them no they're not bad no it's just like we are the best at this particular lane of music and we can do 25 tracks of that and that's yeah. fine
0: It was the kind of thing where I felt like I was, um, it it did the dream pop vibe very well, where I felt like I was floating in it Mm -hmm. and I could just kind of close my eyes and sink into it and enjoy the vibe. And if I ever came up for air or I wanted to start paying attention more closely, there was always something that was interesting and individual to attract that I could chew on. And then I could just be like, okay, that's cool and enjoy it and sink right back into it.
1: This one kind of reminds me of Spoon just in the way that like everything that's really good about this album, you will get on your first listen. Yeah. Like this is, there's, there's, they're not like hiding any tricks here. No. There's not like, it's so much replay value just because the songs are so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics were sweet too.
1: Yeah. No, they're always really good. They're never, they never slack on the lyrics. Mm-hmm. They're always saying something interesting. Yeah um
0: runaway i think had a really nice uh chorus which
1: one is that runaway runaway that one goes hard mm-hmm. the riff the synth riff on that song is really mm-hmm. good my, my favorite little
0: runaway Oh was like <laughs> oh my god this uh, is cute
1: I where you are.
0: yes exactly uh,
1: my favorite one was new romance
0: oh I, really that I, was not one that i wrote down
1: adored that song that um that, I thought, was their best song in the year. That synth lead mm. is, like, straight-up genius, I think. I'll give it that, another listen. That, like, the it's kind of, like, cascading, like, goes up and down. Yeah. It no, was... I
0: definitely remember looking at the title of that one and being like, this is notable.
1: Yeah, I loved, I loved that song. I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Superstar is great, too.
1: Yep, I also liked Superstar. Pink
0: Funeral, I yep. thought was really nice. Uh,
1: Pink Funeral, I wrote down. That, Pink Funeral is, like, kind of harrowing for yeah. Beach House. Like, they, they... The, the the string passages on that are like yeah they're not fucking around. I
0: mean it's it's a pink funeral but it's still a funeral you yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's true. Um, that one also kind of reminded me of um, a lot of early two thousands like down tempo music like mm-hmm. fucking um, bonobo and <laughs> like uh, uh, Cornelius fuck Cornelius for the record fuck Cornelius um, pirate him <laughs> pirate please him please pirate him oh my god he deserves to be in jail uh, <laughs> and especially Air the band Air that mm-hmm. really reminded me of Air's. Um, talky Walkie from the year 2000 is one of my favorite albums ever Mm -hmm. i love that record so much and i think that song gave me a lot of really good air-esque vibes Mm -hmm. um i really like through me just because as mentioned before i dig bossa nova and Mm -hmm. i'm glad to hear beach house pulling out the dream pop bossa Nova. you're getting
0: a little Bossa nova revival this i am i am
1: I'm so glad about that. I listened to this record. The band is called Marinero. M-A-R-I-N-E-R-O. I forget okay. what it's called. The song is called Alcatraz Island. And it's like basically a full Bossa Nova album, but I loved it. It's like hmm. Latin jazz. It's so good. Did you uh, like
0: the Bossa Nova cut off the new Billie Eilish album?
1: I did. Yes. I also really liked that one. I thought that was... I liked that album. And I think the Billy Bossa Nova is really good. I thought that one was lyrically really good, too. Okay. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um,
0: I gotta say, I think that the one that I've come back to the most has been over and over yeah um that song i cannot believe that song is six and a half minutes long
1: yeah it passes it so quickly is, it, that's like, a beach house I, thing i they almost
0: that. wish that it was longer <laughs> like i finish it and i'm like oh man um which is nuts um I,
1: I wrote down that that one sounds very classic beach house to me what what beach house records have you listened to
0: zero other than oh. this one I I heard them at the show and I was like not worth my time. Okay,
1: well if you liked over and over, you should for sure check out Bloom because
0: yeah, I'm planning on Bloom because yeah, I that think one, that, that one will be good.
1: That one is very that one could have slotted easily into Bloom or Depression Cherry. I've really. heard a
0: couple of songs off of Bloom and that one feels very springy to me. Yeah, so no, I'm for looking sure. forward to listening to it when it gets a little warmer. Or um, actually, it's warm now, so I could. <laughs> I
1: so I I have been a Beach House listener for a bit, but not a deep Beach House. Fan, like I've yeah. I've liked space song obviously Mm -hmm. and um lemon glow from seven and um uh a couple songs off teen dream yeah um but i before i listened to this i went back and i listened to like five beach house albums just because i
0: you're like if i'm gonna listen to 25 tracks anyway i might as well yeah
1: so i (laughs) I started with teen dream and then i went teen dream bloom depression cherry seven Mm -hmm. and then this um and this one doesn't really sound like any of them yeah it is like obviously it's beach house so they all kind of sound similar but like this record has some uh it's got more get up and go than some of the other ones like it it definitely like chugs and like i keep using the word chug but i I think i mean (laughs) that in the way that like a song by the strokes chugs you know Mm -hmm. like it has like
0: a yeah no i understand what you mean for sure
1: it has a it's It's a particular rhythm yeah yeah yeah, I really like this. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was very good. I don't I, think it's their strongest by far, but
0: I I'm excited. It made me excited to listen to more of them. Um I think that if you're gonna listen to it, I would say listen to the first two discs and if you're like super sold on it, yeah, go ahead and proceed. Yeah. Um if not then the last half will probably not impress you either. For sure. Um you don't need to waste your time listening to an hour and 24 minutes of Beach House. No. Um
1: Says, says the person who had spent, did do that spent like five hours. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I listened to this and then I listened to it again in full the next day. So yeah. I was like, I just wasted three hours of my life on this album.
1: Not waste, but you know what I mean. Um I feel I feel like doing a for fans of is kind of pointless on this because if you are if you're a fan of this kind of genre of music you, you know, know about Beach House. House yeah um slow dive if yeah. you like slow dive
0: I actually listened to Suvlaki for the first time last night
1: oh what do you think
0: very good I love super that good word. I, I that actually album. I listen I was very sleep deprived listening to it and Dagger put me to sleep um, yeah. But I, I listened to it again today and I was it was very engaging. People um,
1: suck that album's dick like so much. Yeah, in a that, way that and Loveless is very great. I like I think Sulevaki is better than Loveless. That's and been could,
0: what I've been hearing.
1: I hear people beating the shit out of me in our comments that we yeah, don't have.
0: Yeah, I know. I think that Loveless will also tick a box for me because I like drums and yeah. the drums are more pl- more yes. like present on no, that for one. Sure, yeah. um, have you ever heard a series in Calypso in the Deep Time? Yeah, Candy Claws. Wow, yeah, yeah, I love that record. Love that album. <laughs> yeah, um, that was my gateway record to shoegaze i see um so consider
1: that that much of shoegaze but i totally which is exactly why
0: it was a gateway because i it was just the really sunken vocals Mm -hmm. um with like the really that one is a very maximally produced yeah that one is huge it's like a
1: brick of i want i want want to see what the the the, waveform waveform looks like like. it's just (laughs) like just like yeah. yeah um
0: i love that album and like um like songs like transitional bird and um I love Fell in Love at the Water. Like, it's just a great like record. The
1: one I really like is, I don't um, know what it's called.
0: And yeah, that one, the uh, the synth and the drums are very strong on that. So I think it's just going to be interesting to see where all of these, like, very well-beloved... Um,
1: Pangea Girls is the one I really Pangea like. Girls is so good.
0: Yeah, so if um, if you like this type of music or what we've been talking about with like sinking into a vibe and just really being tuned into the sound of the music. Um, this would be a great, I think this is a great homework album. It yeah. just really puts you in a mood and lets you stay there for most of it. Um, but it's not going to bore you. It's going to keep you engaged. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And it's also long enough to be a homework album <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, um, so cool. Yeah, art school. um So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. And uh, now to transition to a very, very, very different, super album. different, super um, different, "Pray for" by Alice Glass.
1: Okay, one badass move to call this album "Pray for." Yeah. Oh my god, Queen. I, yeah. Okay. I did like this album.
0: You didn't? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because I preferred this way over the Black Dresses oh, album. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I thought that they were comparable. Do you like Crystal Castles? Never heard them. Okay. So, but I almost don't want to because I know that the dude is a douche.
1: Well, she said pirate them. Alice Glass said it's okay to listen to okay, them, book cool. pirate them. Um, I have permission. Yes. Uh, so, also, he's a douche is understating it. He's a criminal and should be in jail as well. Okay. Um, so... I think for me, Crystal Castles are sort of a you had to be there. Okay. Like, I have, I have a lot of friends who are really into Crystal Castles. And I really like... um. <laughs> what's the fucking song by Laura Le- Haunted by Laura Les. Okay. Which sounds like a Crystal Castle song. And okay. I really like that song. And I can't explain why I don't like Crystal Castles. It, it, sometimes it just hits. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like... So this song is like... This isn't for me, but I feel like a lot of like current hyper pop fans who, Would fucked with, who fucked with Crystal Castles... Back then, mm-hmm. would appreciate this.
0: i To me, if you like, um what's it called? Like all of the remixes of "Hand Crushed by a Mallet" off of "100 gex and the I, Tree of Clues." I don't
1: think I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare this record to those at all. I would.
0: um There are a couple because it's that like more aggressive, like almost rock-infused the sound. T-
1: the to tone me. is very different. Though. It is.
0: I'm just saying, as far as like having, because I think that with hyperpop, sometimes you don't have some of those more like hard like like rock elements it's more just the noise so this one is
1: this is the underscores propaganda hour please everyone go listen to underscores my favorite i love them so
0: much this album is immensely noisy though
1: yes no Um, no, yeah yeah, yeah. the first track
0: ends in just pure noise i am
1: getting a cheese grater in my ears yeah um
0: i thought that the beginning was super strong and very engagingly aggressive um, but from the song the hunted on i was like Ooh, um i have one track that i picked out that i really liked on the short and it was the hunted that's very funny yeah um the hunted i thought was kind of weak and i didn't like the like i think you're going to learn about me i'm picky with samples mm-hmm. um and at the very end of that song there's like big cats
1: it, like, starts with, like, growling and purring, too.
0: Yes, and it, it like, I liked the purring at the beginning, yeah. but the big cats at the end, I was like, these are stock sound effects. That's like so,
1: That's so funny that you're picky about... I love samples.
0: I, just... I like them, too, if they're used, like, I think, elegantly. But this time, I was just like, this is a little much for me. Um, I liked it that it got kind of dreamy at the end. Um, like, the closer is very floaty. Um, yeah. And I thought it was a really nice change of pace. Um, I think that this kind of for people who like early grimes yes yeah, and 100%. this would be really good for them because her like new shit grimes. does not scratch that itch yeah but this would
1: no I, I actually i do agree i didn't think of that comparison but yeah no i can yeah. totally see that um her vocals on this album are really good that mm-hmm. was one thing i ended up really appreciating yeah. this album kind of like in the same way of shamir like you have a one-of-a-kind voice i have not for heard sure. vocal delivery like this i mean i don't listen to crystal castle so i guess that's why but like <laughs> i th- sh- you have such a unique voice and I feel like it's not being used to its full potential here. What oh, Do you think? No. So her vocals are so elastic and so emotive. She's like going up and down. She's she like is, yeah. Scree- like shredding her throat. And I don't understand the way these songs are like written and structured. Like there's just not, they're so like anarchic. There's not like, it's hard to hold on to any one thing. I, I said like, these feel like songs using the sounds and stylings of like more mainstream pop music, but mm-hmm. they don't really have like choruses they don't really have like hooks and like pop music as pure texture isn't something i'm super interested like i don't listen to other music that sounds like this for this reason yeah yeah i
0: think that this was super interesting um and i i liked that kind of bastardization Mm -hmm. i thought it was cool um and i think it really just comes down to what you're looking for out of like a noise pop album
1: I'll say I could get down with you saying that you called it, like you called it a bastardization. That reminded me of this album that I heard last earlier. No, yeah, last year called no fucking nobody listened to this album, but it's called HR by it's by this artist called Mel Joan. M E L J O A N N. I think I linked it in the SCAD radio discord Mm -hmm. because I
0: was like
1: fucking losing it for like two days (laughs) about this album. And that album feels like it's doing what I just said. Like it is appropriating the sounds of pop music, but just fucking exploding structurally okay. but like more intentionally than this okay. album is like i feel like these are just like to me these are just like pop songs but not written very well okay mel Joan is like more actively doing that it's it's um she takes more sounds from like 90s like weird r&b yeah but it is very much that like it's it's sort of
0: i think that i read this one as like the sp- the the spread and the diversity of like uh structure as sort of just the fact that she's expressing like a lot of trauma on this yeah and so i thought the scattered sound sort of fit that mm-hmm. where it was just very it felt like a very raw process. It kind yeah, of yeah it's a album. very
1: raw album yeah
0: and um i liked that a lot about it was it felt convincingly enraged yeah it's no, something sure. that i would say yeah um I so Normally, sometimes, like even in the, the Black Dresses album, sometimes the um, the aggression on it, I felt like it was like, okay, we're going to do the take. I'm aggressive. Yes. I finished the take. I'm done. Yeah. This, I felt like she went to bed angry, woke up, sang, was still angry, <laughs> ate dinner angrily, and then went to bed, cried herself to sleep because she was so pissed. Like, oh my God. It, like it was, it, it felt. Like just like betrayal in an album, and it was very good yeah. to me in that regard. Like as far as just expressing that emotion, I
1: will I will totally agree with you there. And mm-hmm. I also think combined with that is also why it's a badass movie to put four in the title. Yeah. Like you are so reclaiming your legacy as like yeah. the part of Crystal Castles that you were like mm-hmm. you are picking up right where you left off, and you are fucking mad about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah, it, I thought that's that that's really good. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Fair Game?
0: That wasn't one that i really took note of i
1: i think you should go back and take note of it because it fucking sucks <laughs> um, it was, i have to google the line but it's really
0: bad i was doing homework while i was doing this one holy shit how um you'd be surprised what i listen to god <laughs> okay.
1: i have to listen to a podcast when i do homework oh really I, gets, I get distracted by music
0: are you gonna re-listen to this and judge me um yes
1: um <laughs> when you dance you look like a clown you ruined everything. When you move, you look like a clown. You ruined everything. I, I like your makeup, but you look like a clown. <laughs> you ruined everything. Where would you be without me? She talks about clowns in this
0: Like, song. over and so... over. She's a juggler. What do you mean?
1: I guess. I guess.
0: <laughs> for fans of the garden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no, I would just point to, like, if you like Crystal Castles, you'll probably
0: yeah. love this. That's really not actually for fans of the garden. Well, yeah. maybe. Well, I don't maybe know. a little bit. If you like uh if you like the noise, in uh, some of the parts of "Kiss My Super Bowl Ring," um, then this might be a good one. But overall, I would say more for Hyperpop. hyper pop, hyper pop fans, yeah, yeah. hyper pop, and uh, some noise rock people might like it mm-hmm. purely for the rage and for the noise.
1: If you're into like no wave, maybe if you're yeah. into like very fucked up like brick of sound no wave, you might dig this. Yeah.
0: You have to be willing to get eviscerated a little bit. Yes. Um, and in a very different turn. Is it time to talk about it? It's time to talk about oh it. My God. Is a big thief, dragon, new warm mountain. I believe in you. Okay.
1: For one thing, can we just get out of the way first? That title fucking sucks. It does. <laughs> what a, does it
0: even mean? <laughs> I have
1: no idea. It's a really bad title. Also, I
0: don't like the cover. <laughs> I thought the cover was so cute. I thought it's cute, but I was like, you could do more.
1: Especially with how much this album is. Exactly. I mean, like it, is it, it does not, it does no.
0: not portray how okay. big the album is.
1: I'm going to get the bad out of the way first because I want to gush about this record. This is my favorite okay. record of the year so far. Okay. I adored like almost every second of this. That's exciting. exciting. Um, Change, the opener, is really generic. Okay. I didn't like that song at all. I thought it just any any folk artist could have done this. Sparrow is, I said, sluggish and unrefined. Um, it's kind of repetitive. I mm-hmm. just didn't didn't care for it. Um, Red Moon is the only country song that I didn't like. Um, I found it pretty underwritten and silly and okay. dull. And then Love, 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 I just didn't know what was going on with that one. I didn't like that one either. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on there.
0: The ones that I wrote down for least favorites were Spud Infinity and- Fuck you. <laughs>
1: you have to explode now. <laughs> When's the last time you heard a jaw harp on, a, on an indie country song and it turned that's, out awesome? That's,
0: I mean, I think it's just the fact that I'm not a huge fan of jaw harp. Boing. Um bong, I do love boing, banjo, bong. but- that's Boing. the only kind of boingy that it sound that I'm really into. Mm-hmm. Um and then the only place was one that I wrote down. I can't really quite remember why. Um I might oh. have just been getting tired at that point. I
1: like that one. I thought it was really pretty.
0: I don't know. Um I I will say this one was another one that did not feel like it, its length. Yeah. It did not feel so, super sluggish at any point.
1: This record Are you a big thief enjoyer?
0: um i listened to the one of the kid like the boy on the cover
1: capacity yeah Yeah. and i
0: thought that it was boring okay but that was like years ago
1: it took me a really long time to get into this band so i funny personal context to big thief okay i used to read pitchfork voraciously like hate read but okay i was gonna
0: say oh dear (laughs) i'm
1: chiller about it now like i'll check it i'll i check it daily but it's like i see what the four albums are and i'm Mm -hmm. like okay maybe i should listen to some of these and i don't read the articles because i'll just get pissed off yeah Um, this album, this band has been rapture, like, Pitchfork does not shut the fuck up about Big Thief ever, ever, ever. I think I was predisposed to hate them for that. Okay. And then Christmas 2016, or maybe 2017, I forget when Capacity came out, I asked for, for Christmas, Aesop Rock, The Impossible Kid on vinyl. Okay, Which is one of my favorite albums ever. I love that album so much.
0: Aesop Rock goes hard? He goes
1: so hard. Um,
0: Garbology was a great album.
1: I liked that one. And not his best, but good. I thought it was good. So my parents ordered it for me and it mm-hmm. arrived on Christmas morning. Yes. And I opened it up mm-hmm. and Amazon fucked up and I received Capacity by Big Thief. <gasps> and I was like, this
0: is a cosmic joke.
1: I don't want to like go to the trouble of returning it. I'll just keep it. And then yeah. I, got, I got. I got it later. And then I got to college and freshman, my freshman year roommate, Lachlan, I miss her. I hope she's doing okay. She will never, ever hear this because she's <laughs> off being insane in Iowa somewhere. I love her. Um, she, um, she saw my capacity record in my record case. And mm-hmm. like, this is like 2017. Mm-hmm. And she points out and says, hey, my cousin is in that band. And what? I said, what? And her cousin is Buck Meek. Uh, the guitarist for the band Big Thief, who now has several acclaimed solo albums of his own. So I don't know what the fuck was up with that.
0: You have one degree of separation. I have
1: one degree of separation from the band Big Thief. Um, and if I ever see them, I'm going to ask, like, hey, do you know Do you know Lachlan? Is that your cousin? And he's going to be like, what? No. And I'm going to learn that she just made that yeah. up. Like, <laughs> that's the sort of person that Lachlan She was,
0: was. like, how do I impress this person? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss Lachlan every day. I hope she's doing good. Um, so... Then I got into Capacity and Mm -hmm. then I didn't listen to UFOF or um, Two Hands because I have this weird complex when something is really, really critically just like the entire critical world like barfs on an album like Uh this is the greatest, this is like God's gift to music. Yes. Big Thief got that so that happened to me earlier this year with Ants from Up There. Yep. Like I did not want to listen to it for a few days, like for like at least a week. I was like, I can't. No, I can't I have other
0: voices in my ears while I'm reading. I'm nope, I,
1: it just makes me not want to engage with it. Yeah, like I will just like nope. I I will get over it eventually, but like I do
0: the exact same thing. I'll,
1: I will hate even hearing about that album for yeah. a time being. And Big Thief get hit with that hard because the internet internet music critics love to stroke off about them like yeah. a lot. Um, so I had not heard UFOF or Two Hands until two days ago and they were really good okay i like them a lot um i like big thief more than i think i do every time i listen to them i think Mm -hmm. adrian linker has a -a one-of-a-kind voice she's amazing
0: we're having a big a big release week for unique voices yes
1: she is such a pretty voice i love her um and so i love big thief and their their last three albums i haven't actually heard the first one but their last three are like they have a sound you know like they have a lane and they stay in it Mm mm-hmm and that's not a that is not a bad thing. That yeah, is not, not a ding on them. There's a huge difference between having a sound and being a one-trick pony. Yeah, this album feels like they set out to prove they are not one-trick ponies. Yeah, they did not have to do that, but oh boy, did they do the fuck out of it! Mm-hmm. This is like. It's so it's so effortlessly diverse. Like every yeah. every sound they step into, they sound like they've been doing it for years. There's
0: one song, like there's there's that like kind of So I'm going to split it into quarters in my head. Mm-hmm. So in like the second quarter of the album, there's like a lo-fi song.
1: That is um Flower of Blood,
0: I think. I can't even remember. Um, But there's like one song where I was like, I'm listening to a lo-fi song on a country folk album. I
1: believe it is Flower of Blood.
0: I think so. Um, And I was, there's like one section there where it just becomes way more alt. And I was like, this fits somehow. Why does this fit? And then it goes right back into like, I forget how it picks back up into country, but it just goes right back into country. And um, I got to say there was the vocal performances. I loved a lot. Um, so good and that one of my favorites actually was one of the really quiet tracks. Yeah, um, which was promises a pendulum
1: Yes, I yeah. love that, that song it yeah.
0: heartbreaking like I was listening They're to it so and it was like that. it made me like feel something
1: so promises a pendulum is like That's almost like more standard issue big thief. Like, yeah, that's what they sound like a lot of the time
0: Maybe I should go back and listen to capacity.
1: You should listen to um ufof. I think okay. you would like that one's more minimal Okay, but the, her, their past albums are like kind of country, but this one is like full bore country a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And her voice fits like country keening. I'm thinking about the song. Um, I'm thinking about Spud Infinity. Yeah. What's it gonna tell you? Yeah. Her voice fits that style of like country wailing so perfectly. well. How yeah. did they not think of this? Like, yeah. why didn't they approach this yet? Um, I loved. I loved Time Escape. When they that released, was the
0: first one that I noted, yeah.
1: When they released Time Escaping as a single, I was like, is this the same band? Like, where did this come from? Yeah. They did Sayers" sound better than Sayer did it for, like, <laughs> the last six years of their career in one song. It's yeah. It's so good. I loved that track. Um, I loved Spud Infinity. Um, Certainty sounds like the album cover. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're just walking up to a campfire, sitting down, and, like, this is the song they're singing. It's also the most romantic thing they've ever done. The Mm -hmm. message is so sweet. Mm -hmm. And they're not a happy band. That's the thing. Like, this is such a, almost like a, just a joyful record. It's just
0: an optimistic listen. And they're so not
1: that band. Like, Big Thief are, like, they have that reputation, like, Mitski, where, like, time to put on the new Mitski record and sob my eyes out for an hour and a half. And this is such, like, a celebratory record. It's so kind
0: it feels like it's wishing you well
1: yes no totally this feels it feels like this album feels like walking up to a campfire and joining a sing-along like yeah. it's so nice um i said this is a this this is such a pleasant surprise from a band that i would have been okay with if they never surprised me ever again yeah like i would have been fine with them continuing to do what they do forever but they were just like nah, we can do everything else too yeah. Um, I think
0: my favorite tracks that I wrote down were Time Escaping, mm-hmm. um the title track.
1: Yep, Title Track is really good.
0: Um Little Things, mm-hmm. Blurred View, and Promises of Pendulum. Those I don't, are Those I are don't.
1: mine. I don't remember Blurred View super well. but a Blurred
0: the, View is one of the more alty ones. Okay. I was just, it. it's, I just think it does it well. Um,
1: Um. the title track is like, that's a Carrie and Lowell Sufjan Stevens song. Yeah. Left over. Like yeah. that is what that sounds yeah. like. Um, I also loved Little Things. Oh my God. Little that song things, is so good. That's probably my second favorite song. That is the best guitar tone they've ever used. So the good. The guitar tone on that song is so, so nice. So good. Um, it, that is the most like tailored to me sound yeah. song they've ever done. It's yeah. so, it's so nice. Um, I loved flower of blood.
0: The, yeah. That the, one's nice.
1: The drumming. I know you wanted to talk about drums, but the drumming on this album is so good. I love James Cravench. <laughs> James Kriv Holy Christ. I'm sorry to, you every- can do it. I'm sorry to everyone with a Slavic name ever. <laughs> Jam- James Krivchenia. Um I like his drumming a lot of the time too. I think he's really good at like, Being off kilter, but like staying as the backbone. Like his drumming is never like where you expect it to be, but it keeps the song going nonetheless. And I think it's really well produced on this album. Like they did a really good job, yeah. Like tailoring songs to his drumming. I definitely
0: noticed that because sometimes country drumming can become a little bit eh yeah to me because it's a lot of focus on guitar banjo mm-hmm. and the singing and a lot of the time the drums just become like reeds like they'll just start kind of yeah. using that um so i was happy that there was still a, a significant drum presence yeah, totally. um that really helped me a lot to get into it um the the only thing is that like <laughs> because it is so long sometimes it's hard to appreciate every song
1: yeah no, until
0: I... you get like you give it the time that Do- it needs so it is a commitment of yes. an album um Um, i think it's a worthwhile commitment but it is kind of it's difficult to look at it and be like this is 80 minutes
1: (laughs) on on repeat listens different parts will hook you like yeah definitely you you will hear different things on different like re-listens and i said um uh this is like maybe one of the least overwhelming or like long-winded double Mm -hmm. albums i've ever heard like each song has an idea like each song
0: is pretty brief too
1: yeah they're never like Lost in the woods on no. this album. They always, they they always know they where aren't they're walking going. in
0: the woods. They're already at the campfire. Yeah, you know? exactly. um Yeah, I think that to compare it to the other double album that we had, the Beach House one, this one it felt um, a little. It's not the kind of thing where you don't feel the length or uh, you can come back to it because it's very obvious in what it's doing. Mm -hmm. This one you can come back to it because there is so much to dig into and there's so many different styles um, that it's going to keep entertaining for a long time. And then once you have listened to it enough to become super accustomed to it, you're just going to have fun singing along. It feels like
1: a sleepover. That's a silly thing to say. It does. But it feels like the early hours of a sleepover you're just having a good time.
0: It's dealing with a lot of mature themes, but it's doing it in like this I won't say juvenile or innocent, but it has it has like a childlike joy to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, my favorite song, I actually didn't even mention it yet. But my favorite song on this record is Simulation Swarm.
0: That one's really good. Oh my. Very good song.
1: Fucking god, that might be my favorite song of the year so far. Yeah. Holy Christ. Why, I, why
0: did I not write that one down? <laughs> I I
1: could talk about Simulation Swarm for another hour of the podcast, but like that song is so that is the kind of song that like how has this not been written yet yeah like the melody is so simple
0: it's such a pure song yes
1: it is it's just pure it's so complex in its simplicity like it's just the same melody that progresses and grows in intensity as the song goes the 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 the, the growth of the build of the song is so nice and then the release of tension at the end like it's not even a crescendo. Like the song doesn't get huge at the end. Like they build all this tension and then they let it down and yeah. there's like this gentle electric guitar solo that comes in to coast the song out. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Also the the sci fi lyrics, like out of yeah. nowhere. So cool. It's such a, oh God, the song is so good. <laughs> um it's been stuck in my head since I heard it. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. Awesome, that
0: song. awesome track. Um so yeah, this album um I think sets out to do something and does it immaculately. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So beautiful. It sets out to
1: do so many things. Yeah, and, and it does them all perfectly. Nails them all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I, going to be coming back to this one for a long time. It's yeah. easily my favorite Big Thief album now, yeah. for sure.
0: So I think especially if somebody grew up with country, yeah. this would feel like just well, a welcome home. Here's the thing.
1: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't grow up with country at all, and it has taken me a really long time to like get into some like old school country. Like I've just, in the last like year or two, started getting into... Johnny Cash, Loretta Mm -hmm. Lynn, and um, acts like um, Chris Stapleton have been really influential in helping me get into that sound. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, what's his name? Waylon Payne and Dougie Poole are the other, and uh, Honey Harper are the other country Mm -hmm. artists that I've been really into. But like, this record is not, it isn't a modern country album. Like, it doesn't sound like Modern alt country, like red yeah. dirt country. this could all. have been made in the '70s, and yes. I would have believed it. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, no, it it's so it, it, timeless. Is such like a a like cliche word to use, but it's like, the truth. This could have come out at any time in the last fifteen years, and I would have. I yeah, hundred
0: percent. And I think that people will still be. This is one that I feel will become a classic. Yeah. Um. Just because of how beautiful it is. And how universal I think it is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's universal, but it's still deeply personal. For sure,
1: yeah. Um, Big Thief are a band that, like, they have been obviously lavishing in critical praise for so long. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like their music is not necessarily accessible to a wider audience a lot of the time. Like, mm-hmm. just because it's, I don't want to say, like, mythologized, because that's not, like, that isn't what it is. But, like, it's yeah. so built up. Like, there's such yeah. a narrative around it that, like, it, this is an album you can put on, and have a good time. Like mm-hmm. and it does that so fucking well. But if you're yeah. looking for what you were looking for in the old Big Thief albums, you will also find that. Yeah. Like it is it is like the perfect starter Big Thief album. It is the perfect like move for them in their career right now. It it like this is everything I could have asked for. I yeah. love this album so 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 much.
0: I was listening to it with a friend and we were just like jamming the yeah. whole time it's like so good. <laughs> it was just it was just a really nice vibe. It's,
1: it's so it's so easy, which like capacity is an album that takes time like ufof and two hands i would say take time i don't think i've i just listened to those records for the first time two days ago and yeah. i don't think i've unpeeled them fully at all yeah. like I, there's way more layers for me to like find there you can do that with this you don't have to yeah. if you want to put it on you will have a great time. you
0: can fully take it at face value yes, 100%. and just have a great time with it and yeah. be fine um and it, like even A lot of the tracks like Promises a Pendulum that I was saying is much quieter and more minimal and sweet and sort of heartfelt, heartbreaking in some ways. Um, There is still this like very human component to it. Like she sniffles on the mic at one point. um, And she's just it's it's there's no retouching. It's just a take. (laughs) Like you just hear her completely. Um, And it feels so Beautiful and human and personal and I love it and I'm very excited to keep digging into this. Yeah, me, too Yeah, so that's our Our I think that's probably both of our favorite. Yeah, for, this, no, for this sure. section. E- yeah, easy. It's not even close. Yeah Yeah, this one is the one I've been listening to the most. Yeah. I, this I, and I, the Beach House one I think have been spinning the most for me Um, But this one I think has meant more to me.
1: I think I like Spoon better than Beach House Honestly, I think I, I think I like Lucifer on the Sofa a little bit more than I like the Beach House one just because I have now listened to so much beach house that like yeah. I I know it's not my favorite and I know I can point to other beach house records that I like more. Mm-hmm. But Lucifer on the Sofa is like scratching a very specific itch for okay. me right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can
0: see that for sure. Thanks. Okay. Um do we want to do the singles briefly? Yeah, sure. Now we're going to do a do 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 speed round. <laughs> <laughs> um let's do the singles for this week. Yes, yes. So these were, um, these
1: were handpicked by myself. Just some of the ones that I was yes. very excited about this week. I think these are all ones that I'm into.
0: Big to ups true. to Sophie for putting together the list for me, because um, I don't pay attention to these things. I pay so
1: much attention. Please let me pay attention to something else, <laughs> dear Lord. I need to do my homework.
0: I'm like, I'm like, what are we listening to? And she just hands me this list. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: i need to i need to i need to reorient my priorities jesus lord
0: we're a priority now (laughs) this is now a priority so okay first one uh billions by caroline polachek good or not good good
1: good good i agree uh not as good as um bunny as a writer because that song is stuck in my head like as soon as i so here's the thing i like billions i really like the music video for billions okay as soon as you said billions Bunny as a Rider got stuck in my head. Okay. Like, I don't know what this new project is going to be because it already sounds different from Pang. Mm-hmm. But if, like, if there is one song on the the record that is as good as Bunny as a Rider, there's a second Bunny as a Rider on this album. I will buy anything Caroline Polachek puts out for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah i haven't heard any of her other singles uh from this era um pang was not super interesting to me when it came out so hot
1: it's hurting my feelings though
0: so, so hot is a great song
1: that song is flawless yeah
0: that's a great song um
1: we do stan
0: <laughs> we do stand. um i think that my stand went to rena over miss polachek um,
1: they're so different I couldn't I could never compare them I heard? just
0: I just was uh getting into pop and allowing myself to enjoy pop at that moment mm. and I was like I'm investing into one of these
1: Rena Rena is much more pop than Caroline do you know um Caroline is in a band do you know that really chairlift Maybe
0: they I'll are check it out.
1: spectacular um I I came into I came into listening to Caroline through being a huge chairlift fan for mm-hmm. a really long time. Um, rest in peace to Chairlift. I hope the other guy in Chairlift who nobody knows his name is doing good today. <laughs> um, her voice is so
0: He's very um,
1: amazing. very pretty. Yeah. The things she can do. Of Okay. We've talked about a lot of people with unique voices today. Yeah. Caroline Polachek, I don't think hasn't like her, the tone of her voice is anything special. Her technical ability is like incredible. Yeah. Some of the runs she does are like...
0: She's got a voice I'd characterize as elastic. Yes. She can make it do whatever she wants. Inhuman.
1: Like, unbe- like she Reminds can...
0: me a little bit of Jeff Buckley. In that for sense. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The
1: leaps she can do are like a nail two pitches that are so wildly mm-hmm. apart. Like, precisely. It's crazy. Yeah. She's so talented. Um,
0: Excited for that record coming up?
1: Maybe. We haven't heard anything. Question mark? But the same producer on both of these, which is Danielle Harrell of uh, PC Music. So maybe we will get some more PC Music stuff this time around.
0: I'm hoping she comes out with a record. That would be pretty dope. That would be cool. Um, So next up we have Porta by Sharon Van Etten. Uh, good, bad. I thought it was meh.
1: Yeah, I, I did not like it as much as I have liked prior Sharon Van Etten work. I, I
0: thought it, thought it was... was pretty. Yeah, it's good. Um, I thought it was not as good as the single that she did with... Angel Olsen. Yes. That song's so good. That one was very good. <laughs> that song's so good. Um... So yeah, if you want to listen to anything pretty, just listen to the previous single, I guess. <laughs> um, and the new Abongjars. Oh my god. So good. That guy is nuts. Th- these are so this- fucking good.
1: What is this guy doing? I've never heard anything like this.
0: Um, I his last album was so much fun too. I have
1: not heard it, but I want so to. So fun. I oh, I know him because he's been featured on several things that I've really liked. Like he, the Little
0: Sims record. Yes, he
1: was really good on Danny on, yes. on, on the Little Sims record like yeah. one of the highlights of on that album. point and kill point and kill is such I a,
0: want it it's, it's mine <laughs> point and kill he's so good that
1: that song is like one of the highlights of that record for yeah me. for sure um I'm not as in love with that album as like I think a lot of internet
0: I love music people that are. album I think
1: it's really good I think I'm not as in love with it as a yeah lot of internet music people are but that song is a huge highlight mm-hmm. um but what I really fell in love with him for is his bit on Danny Brown's "You Know What I'm Saying." Mm. Um, he is on the closing track of that album, "Control." Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, he yeah. is amazing on that album. He can rap, he can sing. Mm-hmm. He is
0: the tone of his voice. He can change it oh wildly god, too. Like, like he, a drop.
1: he's so yeah. gentle, and then he's like nails.
0: Like "Try" is super like falsettoy and beautiful, and then "Message in a Hammer." Is so much raspier. Yeah, like it's it's it sounds like a different singer. Yeah, um, so I, so cool. I'm all in on this guy. Me I, too. I hope
1: he. I hope this is like a breakout year for him because I totally can see so it happening. I
0: I'm really excited for whatever he comes out
1: with next. Um, did you see the music video for um, "Message in a Hammer"? Yes, it's
0: awesome. So cool. Really good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I really liked it. The cinematography. That also, guy got shredded. That guy got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, murders someone at the end of that video. And you're, like, waiting for him to snap the entire video. Yeah. And then he finally does it at the end. It's so good.
0: Okay. Now, A Real Thing by The Beths. Good. Meh. I thought it was okay.
1: I love The Beths. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, This is, I'm pretty sure, a cut B-side from their last record. Okay. And it feels like that. But I thought it was good.
0: I, I thought it. it was cute. I like the mixing. Um, Nothing really else about it. I was like really thinking about
1: they know their way around a hook yeah they do
0: the next one though come on baby cry by orville peck so
1: good so i'm also less sold on orville than a lot of
0: i never listened to pony my brother loved it but i never listened to it
1: i okay i'm i'm all in on orville peck like i think conceptually and like idea wise he is he is there like image wise i love his aesthetic that's the that's the thing though like when you think about orville peck for the first time that's what you notice yeah like the the mask the 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 um the outfits Mm -hmm. the 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 queering of like classical country tropes Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen the music video for um oh my god what's the name of the song see i don't even remember that's the thing like i remember the video but not the song Mm -hmm. um it's all like historical gay erotica that he's like oh wow change to be cowboys and then at the end he literally gets come blasted with like a giant deluge of white paint (laughs) it's so good uh but like he again with the voices he's got an amazing voice. he's got such an interesting i was so
0: stricken by it
1: um it's so rich so rich but i think on pony he doesn't have a handle on it like he does Mm -hmm. not have a handle on the things he's capable of doing Mm -hmm. and Midway between, he had an EP called Show Pony that I thought was better than Pony, but Mm. I know people don't agree with me on that. Mm. But between Show Pony and this, he released for Spotify a cover of um, uh, Small Town Boy by Bronski Beat, which is one of my favorite 80s songs. Um, And he sounds like a new man. (laughs) And I think, I genuinely think he's been taking like a lot of vocal coaching. Yeah. Because the singing on Come On Baby Cry is unbelievable it is
0: beautiful it's
1: so good yeah um this is his best vocal performance ever and yeah and the hook is like he, he's so he's like flying above the rodeo mm-hmm. it's like it's so good
0: it's so theatrical too uh-huh it reminded me do you know i um, kieran j Callanan? Mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of his performance on songs like uh like uh what's the song um ah, god
1: i will say i only mostly know him through features i don't know okay most, most he his,
0: his album um return to center there's one song on that album that's do you know the story behind that album
1: he i always confuse karen j callinan with some other australian guy who makes really like conceptual music is karen Alex j. cameron K- maybe is he the one is karen j callinan the one who like acts like a washed up celebrity or is that alex cameron e-
0: well, Alex Cameron has a an whole album where the concept is him being a wash up That's celebrity. the one I'm so thinking that's the of. One. That's Force Witness. Also a good album.
1: Karen J. Kallan is the one who's like actually kind of a D bag, right? Um and he's
0: he's, like... he's just like very uh anti image. I'm
1: pretty sure he's shown his dick and balls on TV.
0: He flashed people on a red yeah. carpet, yeah. Yeah. He uh I think
1: you shouldn't do that.
0: He got sued for it majorly. And then yeah. he sampled the uh the news story for <laughs> Turn on so Center. That reminds he's me of, hilarious. That
1: reminds me of when Slow Tide uh sampled his song BB Body Bag" Samples, this was, like, after he had, like, his controversy that I personally think was, like, blown up. I think uh-huh. it was not as big a deal. The, the lady on the show has said, like, I wasn't bothered by it. Mm-hmm. He got in, like, a controversy. And then Maddie Healy of the 1975, who I hate, by mm-hmm. the way. I would kick his ass if I saw him right yeah. now he apparently said on some like he was on stage and he was like love to slow tie no idea where he is that fuck knows where he is right now but god bless the boy and then someone in the audience like cackled and he took that clip and then took the cackle of someone in the audience and built a song out of That's it. That's so funny. So funny.
0: Yeah, the song Rise is just him sampling that and like That's so funny. It's so funny. It's it's a very minimal song. It's just the news report. That's hilarious. Um and uh he has one song. So the story behind that album is that he made it only with free things like things that he had already that's fun he spent zero dollars making that album um because he it's a cover album mostly mm-hmm. and he bought like guitar books like how to play this song from guitar center mm-hmm. returned them within the 30 day l- women like window and made an album out of that, that that's time. Pretty funny very funny and uh, so he has one song um god what's it fucking called i don't even remember it's like the one of the it's the big single off that album mm-hmm. um and it is so theatrical it sounds like a theater kid <laughs> got access to MIDI's and really good like at home production and yeah. just went ham that's hilarious um but the theatrical voice and like the really deep elastic like way of doing things reminds me of him um which i don't know if anybody even knows that comparisons so will probably cut that
1: <laughs> no don't cut that that's a good that's a good diatribe. Okay. Um, bronco is coming out i'm very excited for it i have held off listening to the other four tracks that he put out because i don't know if i like that what do you think about that? have you seen other artists doing that approach what do you mean releasing the album piecemeal like in four track snippets or so because beach house did it each of those four first four things yeah were released separately and then within the past couple of years i have also noticed um Hayley williams of Paramore did that for mm-hmm. her solo album and um, Kevin Abstract did that for his solo album a few years ago, Arizona Baby.
0: I mean, um, Bon Iver did that.
1: That's with, true. I forgot about that. With I, with I. on hmm yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I thought that was cool, but that was mostly just because he wanted people to know the songs before he started the tour. Yeah. And he was like, well, the vinyl is still releasing on time. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. I just want you to hear the music. Cool. Have fun. Um, which I think that was cool. I think that it's a fun way of releasing an album and it keeps the hype going for longer. Which, honestly, in this world, a little hype didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Um,
1: so I don't mind it. I just get concerned. Like, if when I hear that, the album is supposed to be the statement, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I hear... And this is not me being, like, married to the album format as an institution or whatever. Because, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, if the music is good, that's the only thing that matters. I don't care yeah. if it gets released in a box at my doorstep. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, if the album... If you say, album's coming this date... Here's the first four tracks. Like, I'm not like you're wetting my palate, but like, I don't know if I want to describe it as like it's almost like spoilers, mm-hmm. or it's almost like I'm getting an incomplete piece. Like,
0: I guess I, I think I, for I, me, I just don't listen to it then.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I I just I just, I just wait. save it. Yeah, I think
0: it's I think it's nice for the people who that really like gets them stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, I just like to save things for myself. Mm-hmm. Like i even i pre-ordered uh cavalcade by black midi when it came out yeah. on vinyl i waited to have my first listen until the album been out for two weeks because i just wanted to hear on vinyl first mm-hmm. i don't I, it's just something i do <laughs> so i have no problem just being like okay you can release that however you want I cool don't
1: think I've, i don't think i've ever pre-ordered an album in my
0: life i, I heard the so uh, the kexp at home that they did yeah it blew my mind i was actually i like youtube to mp 3 that and put it onto my that's pretty good apple music because i just wanted to hear it, it was so good and i was like okay i'm sold like whatever they do even if it just has these tracks on it i'm fine yeah um so yeah that's i, I don't really mind that
1: is that all our singles what is that all our singles is
0: on that... no we have a couple oh okay cool we have a uh, invincible by o- omar apollo featuring someone else who i didn't write down for some reason uh, it is
1: daniel r&b singer daniel caesar
0: yes um i thought this was meh Oh, I liked it. Um, which I think that that's going to be kind of an, a very me opinion mm-hmm. because I have an issue. I don't know what it is about me. I have an issue with male singers sounding too pretty um, where I always like very my... Very heteronormative of you. I like them to sound like... I like male singers who can't sing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's just me. Um, and if, Do you like Moses Sumney? I don't know who that is. Oh,
1: shit. Okay, we gotta get you on some Moses Summoning.
0: And uh, so this one, I said it was too pretty for me, honestly. Uh, Just kind of a quirk of mine. Um, I thought it was really well done. It just like, I was like, this is too pleasant.
1: This is a big bounce back for me, for Omar, because really? I liked some of the stuff off his first EP that I can't remember the name of, but he's naked in a submerged in purple liquid on the cover. I don't remember where it is. Aren't we all? aren't we all? I came into this world naked and submerged in purple liquid. I'm sure it's all going to go out that way. Um, I I didn't really care about that album, but there were a couple songs on it that I really liked. And then for his next project, he went like the most boring vanilla template bedroom pop you possibly could mm-hmm. and this is like this is a big bounce back for me like this i like this song a lot i think it is very i think it is definitely capturing a specific emotion in the way that a lot yeah. of his songs have not um it's very wistful i liked that yeah the beat i don't is
0: nice i don't think that any emotion i don't know what it is about this song um no emotion in it really stuck out to me in particular um I didn't. Just, I just didn't feel anything about it. I don't know. Maybe All I'll right. go back and give it another listen at some point.
1: I liked it. I'll probably be checking out the album, which I wasn't planning on doing before I heard this. So
0: yeah, Well, that's that's what a single's for. That's true. Um, and now we have probably the most cursed item this week. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming. Is this the last thing we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm glad we're ending the show on this. Yeah. I Just totally bonked the microphone with my face. I um,
0: so we have <laughs> we have Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran, uh, featuring Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs>
1: Ah, what did you think about this?
0: I I will read you exactly what I wrote because it was my first impression. Okay. Bad slash good? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I have no idea how to feel about this. It's so insane and I feel like it's proof we live in a simulation or that God is dead (laughs) because there is no way a malicious overlord did not create this and place it on earth to torture the damned souls who may hear it. Okay.
1: One how did ed sheeran put his name on yeah this? like
0: crazy crazy
1: move it would be one thing for bring me the horizon to cover this song yeah which is pretty much what they've done here like yeah. there's not that much ed left on it
0: yeah it's basically bring me the horizon featuring ed sheeran
1: yeah which is what i put in my music library as because i did not want to have an ed sheeran page in my music library there you which go i'm so petty like that. yeah um and i have a bring me the, Like i just put it with the rest of the bring me the horizon shit yeah um insane that ed put his name on this mm-hmm. like, for one like this is part of the ed sheeran discography now. yeah b there's a very specific genre of 14 year old white girl that this song has changed her life oh yeah like there is an ed sheeran stan out there who's getting introduced to metalcore through this song and like mm-hmm. the last week has been like a discovery like yeah. i know that person exists somewhere and i know her mom is like the most confused person on the she's planet about to right become
0: now. a deftones daughter yes yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um I hope she's having a great day. Yeah. Um, three, I kind of like it.
0: Like, I, I if it, I could <laughs> listen to it one day and love it and then listen to it the next and hate it, you know? I,
1: I like it. I think that the original song sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. The original song is like... Any
0: improvement is better than yes, that
1: one. Yes, the first, the original song is like so fucking bad that you could do anything to it and I'd be like, wow, that's so much better. That's an
0: improvement. But...
1: I, I i like it i can't say i don't like it it's so out there yeah this okay you brought up the 100 gex remix earlier same energy that's what as this the fall is. up boy remix yes yes that's what this is i do see that um insane for ed sheeran to be dabbling in that yeah like this isn't this, this is not hyper pop that's not no. what it is but this has the hyper pop ethos like this is that's oh, just, just the world it's in. like
0: yeah just do whatever the hell you want who cares yeah there's an audience yeah there is evidently an audience for this.
1: Um, the guy from Bring Me the Horizon, whose name I don't know, sounds better than Ed Sheeran singing this song.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought that the Bring Me the Horizons performance was pretty great. Yeah, they brought it. They, they did a good job. They like didn't they wanted to bring it
1: and they brought it. Yeah. That's kinda of how I've been feeling about Bring Me the Horizon, like, of their last few projects. Like I'm not a metalcore fan. And like I think this is gonna make Metalcore fans angry at me, but I think there's a lot of very low effort metalcore out yeah, there. there, there is. Because you can like you can just do a metalcore song and people will be like, holy fuck. Like Mm -hmm. you can just do that. And I think bring me the horizon have not had to like bring it as hard as they have in their last few projects, but they have been like trying harder than they have for a lot of their career. And it's like, I'm glad to have it, but like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I, I like this. I think this is great. I think more pop artists should do this.
0: I think honestly, this is going to be such a hot take. I think that this is like from this week required listening.
1: Yeah, no, just for, for sure. cultural context, just to hear it. It's a
0: moment. Big um, Thief and this. Yes. <laughs> back to back, please. Have the same experience that I did with Big Thief and uh, and Black Dresses. <laughs> yes. I don't recommend that at all. Um, but yeah, I feel like this one, you just gotta hear it to know what we're talking about.
1: This. Did you hear the Lady Gaga Chromatica remix album? No. Okay, it's quite good for one. I like it better than I like Chromatica, but. She had, like, Clarence Clarity on that album. And Clarence Clarity doing a Lady Gaga remix Mm -hmm. is the exact same energy as um, uh, fucking Bring Me the Horizon doing an Ed Sheeran remix. Yeah, And there's obviously the 100 Gex remix album recently that was, like, a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And this is lesser, but the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard put out a remix album last month called Butterfly 3001 that is a remix project of all of their stuff from butterfly 3000 and that is it's a wild project i don't think it all lands but like the stylistic diversity is insane mm-hmm. i want so badly for 2022 to be the year of the remix project i would love that um, all
0: right i think that's yeah i think we've hit everything pretty much we all we have to talk to about damn covered a lot we covered a lot of fucking group. yeah a lot of artists that we did not plan to talk about came up Yep. um but i guess that's just how it goes yeah so hopefully you came away with one or two things that you want to check out um hopefully you had fun listening we had fun talking yes i like to think you had fun talking i to had me. a lot of fun talking i had a lot of fun as well thank you guys for listening thank
1: you so much for listening yeah this has been um, the inaugural hot on the presses
0: yes and we have been hot the whole time. We
1: have been sexy
0: nonstop. This room is actually getting warm. Yeah, Because um, anyway. we are just radiating heat and warmth.
1: There's um, a humidifier that we didn't turn on because it would be loud for the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we like to keep it professional for you guys. Yeah. Just saying.
1: As evidenced by all the... Um... The the times I've cracked my knuckles and bounced my shoelaces on the recording
0: that mm-hmm. will be in the final product. Yeah, and uh... <laughs> also I farted really loud. Yeah, and I cut it out. And nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my the my the actual cut ASMR session that I <laughs>
1: sound effects only bonus episode.
0: <laughs> we can come in. We'll see if we can come in at midnight and do like a an ASMR. I'm episode. gonna do a
1: tap dance routine and you have to <laughs>
0: edit it. <laughs> We should see if we can come in and we can just be like, yeah, I like the new Dorian Electra. It was pretty great. Um, Pretty bonkers. Yeah, it was pretty bonkers. (laughs) Pretty fucking bonkers. (laughs) Somebody like goes and listens to it and it's like blows their ears out. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that did not fit the tone of the podcast.
1: Into the microphone as loud as possible.
0: (laughs) Play that out loud and see if your cat comes to you. (laughs) I I go my cats come to me (laughs) oh my god okay yeah this has been a good time this has been a good time hopefully you had a good time too we'll
1: see you all in two weeks do i want to get albums that we'll probably be talking about in the next two weeks i know that
0: i want to talk about um i don't think it's gonna be no it will it i don't know if it'll be out in the next two weeks but daniel rawson of grizzly bear um has been releasing singles and they have been
1: they've been very beautiful i've I've missed grizzly bear so much me too have
0: you listened to the new one on peopled space no, I don't think so. It got released today.
1: Definitely know that. Yeah.
0: Um, it was very good. Very beautiful.
1: Um, so the next few weeks we have to talk about Avril Lavigne's Love Sucks.
0: I didn't know that was happening. It is
1: happening. Um, Dashboard Confessionals, All the Truth That I Can Tell. Um, we definitely need to talk about Squeeze by Sasami because that okay. is they, She is headlining Savannah Stopover. So okay. So required. Okay. Um, black radio 3 by robert glasper
0: mm-hmm.
1: um uh the weather station with how is it that i should look at the stars mm-hmm. um maybe nilu for yanya's painless i like some of her stuff um there's stuff there's also also soft Cell and tears for fears are yeah both i was waiting for albums. that to come up yeah
0: 80s revival time but like actually
1: oh, oh uh spiritualized is also Oh, okay mixing, so that will be a thing that'll be
0: interesting yes yeah, so it will
1: all right, that's uh, that's I think what we'll be covering next That time. is
0: the podcast. Yeah. All right, have a good rest of your two weeks. Hopefully we'll see you back in time.
1: To be hot on the presses once to more. To be
0: hot on the presses. <laughs> that's our outro song. Yeah, that's our outro song. Let's see if I remember it next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye.